Hey everyone, we've got Rachel Pettiford on episode 74. Listen, this week we're talking about pressing through your pivot. Stay tuned. Hey beautifuls, welcome to Pivot, the podcast for women who are contemplating making a change in their life or are in the middle of a life-changing move. I'm your host, Dr. Malika Turner, motivational speaker, life coach, and author of Walking in Step with God on Purpose. Listen, I want you to join me for inspiring conversations with amazing women from across the globe who aren't afraid to open up and be honest. They will share their stories and reveal practical strategies that they use to navigate through their pivot experience. Let's get ready. Let's get set. Let's talk. It's your girl, Dr. Malika. I'm here with Rachel Pettiford, who is a program coordinator. coordinator. Yes, she is. <laughs> She's a program coordinator with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. I know um, Rachel very well and have worked with her. She's done some fantastic things. She was a graduate student at Indiana University of Pennsylvania and got her bachelor's degree at Frostburg University um, in the Maryland area. And so I'm just excited about her sharing her pivot experience. I've seen up close her, um, just her journey and her ability to be able to shift places or shift her space, even when the unexpected, um, you know, she was faced with the unexpected. So I want, I thought it was important for her to share her experience, um, and you know, Pivot Family, here's the deal, right? Especially when you're in a master's degree program. You're in a master's degree program, and it's the type of hands-on program that you know most of the folks in your cohort are expecting to get employment in that field. And you know, everybody around you is buzzing, right? It, you're, and this is a two-year program, and so the. I would, I'm just going to allow her to share some of that feeling of having to pivot in, in a different direction than everyone else, um, how that felt, and then how she's winning. Because as you know, we talk about um, the, un, in, the unexpected and the intentional changes that take place in our lives, but yet we're still winning, okay? And so I think that that is what we want to talk about, how she's still winning, how she's making an impact. So Rachel, welcome to Pivot. Ah, thank you. Oh, my heart. Like, I just love listening to you speak. Like, it just inspires me so much. Oh, thank you. I haven't even, so I graduated IUB, um, Indiana University of Pennsylvania in 2021. And I cannot believe it is 2023 already. Like, time. Time flies and I really do feel like, you know, it's been an interesting, what is it, two years now? Two? Three? Two? About two years, right? It's amazing because, you know, life happens and you don't realize life is happening until you're on the other side of whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. And then you sit back and you look and like, wow, I went through all that. And, you know, there's days where, you you know, you you think that I'm never going to make it through this situation. I'm never going to see the other side. And then one day you look back and you're like, wow, I made it through there and then some (laughs) and this was that moment for me when you were just speaking I was like wow okay maybe you know I did make it through the things that I did make it you did make (laughs) it through 
And I think that's important. That's the important message or one of the important messages that we want to express on this episode that you do make it through. You do get to the other side. So um, let's, let's rewind a little bit because you, while you were at IUP, even while you were questioning, you were creating. I like that actually. You, you were questioning, but you were creating. And I want you to talk a little bit about that period where you were just going through your own questions about what you were doing or what, what's next, but yet something birthed inside of you that you were able to share with IUP that is still going on and being planned to this <laughs> day. So share, share a little bit about that. So, you know, I, and in talking to, you know, my friends from undergrad, um, there's this ideal about graduate studies, right? And I feel like as time goes on and as each generation hits college, I feel like now it's the norm to go to graduate school. It's just the thing to do. Um, and so when I graduated from Frostburg, it was my idea was like, I need to go to graduate school. That's the, cause it was the thing to do. And student affairs, that field was what, um, interests me the most because I enjoyed my undergraduate career so much and the experiences that I had, um, I wanted to provide that to, you know, students who are like me, you know? Right. And so, but while I really enjoyed, you know, what I did in undergraduate, my undergraduate studies, you know, sometimes that's not enough. Like, it, I think something that I learned throughout my graduate experience is like, if you're going to do it, there has to be like a burning passion. Like, this is something that, you know, your heart and soul, you can commit to this for two years and really like, your, your goal should to change and impact the field that you're studying to be a part of. Right. And I think my approach entering graduate school was not that, not to say that I didn't care about what I was studying or that it wasn't important to me. Um, but I really didn't, you know, really, I didn't really take the time to really think about and consider what I was doing. I just was like, this is the thing I need to do to be successful. Right. And so if you're going into something as rigorous as a graduate program, without that solid foundation and the passion, it's gonna be a little rocky, you know? Um, and so I found myself, especially through my second year, really questioning, like, am, did I make the right decision? Um, am I here? Am I smart enough to be here? Because I'm looking at my peers who were RAs throughout all of their schooling and I never lived on campus, you know? They, had internships and experiences and went to conferences and I the only thing I did was intern for a year in an advising office and you know that was it right and so I spent like a thorough amount of time comparing myself to the my my cohort and I every time I just fell up short at least to me because I, I felt like I don't have the same experiences so when you're doing that you know I really questioned like you know do I deserve to be here? Am I smart enough to be here? And I think I had to really talk myself out of that. But unfortunately, it, I didn't realize that I was standing in my own way. And so after graduation, you know, when I had to sit back and be like, wait a minute, if you didn't deserve to be there, you wouldn't have been there. They wouldn't have given you that spot. They would have given it to someone else who's more deserving. You deserve to be there. Right. And, you know, carry yourself as such. Um, well, let me stop you for a second. 
because you made some points you probably you probably didn't realize you made number one you you struggled with um, some areas and some areas that many of us especially as women imposter syndrome you know do i really deserve to be here am i smart enough um you the compare and contrasting you know kind of like <laughs> line with this person or these you know these folks that i'm around or thinking through your experience level and whether that experience has really afforded you this opportunity like why are you really here and i think that a lot of times we do that we compare ourselves and we play this game in our mind right we we rehearse these thoughts in our mind and you're right we we end up standing in our own way right up standing in our own way yeah no one was questioning as far as i know anyway no one was questioning if i deserve to be there i was the only one who was doing that mm -hmm. um but to kind of bring back to your point to question and create you know in that you know trying to defeat my own imposter syndrome it inspired me to create lead at iup because you know though my intentions really were to provide a space like a leadership space for black and brown students i also felt at the same time i was trying to convince myself that i deserved to be here and i felt like i needed to create something to prove to everyone else that i am capable of being here and while internally i was battling myself you know did we decide it was two years later two years later almost well, yeah. Well, May of 21. Was it May of 21? Mm -hmm. okay. No, it was February. February. February 21. Yep. And so we're we're almost we're at three. Yeah. February of 23. So that's yeah. two years. Two years. This is the third one. Okay. Two years. Okay. So on the, but, you know, while I was questioning myself, I think I created something beautiful and not only because this is something you know that came from my mind but also from an alumni like standpoint like to see that this program is still going strong and just the possibilities of where it can go and all the lives and students that it can touch just kind of reaffirms like though I may not be right thought I was gonna be in February of 2021 I'm exactly where I need to be i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be and i just have to trust and have faith in that that i'm where i am and i experienced everything that i was supposed to experience because it led my steps to where i am right now in this moment on this call with you <laughs> beautiful and and you're absolutely right and i want to go back lead at lead at iup mm -hmm. is a conference right that you created for black and brown students we are in the planning stages right now for the third <laughs> right this will be the third this will be the third one yes this will be the third one and um and the push is to get our black and brown students leaders you know all of our students there um for workshops to learn to network with one another um and it's and it's still going strong and and that is the beauty of pushing through even in the midst of, and I called it questioning, but we can call it, you know, in the midst of your trial or your personal <laughs> trial, you, you know, you, you still pressed through and created something that's now impacting the lives of students after you, you know, 
two years going into three years later. Right. So, and it's, and it's beautiful. So that's just a plug to encourage someone out there who is listening and really struggling internally about decisions or where they are. Um, don't stop. Right. Would we say that? Don't yeah. stop. Keep going. Keep going. There's something beautiful inside of you that probably, you know, is trying to push, push way down, but let's, let's get it out. Even in the midst of your adversity, even in the midst of your challenges right now. Hey, you looking for guided motivation, subscribe to the pivot podcast today for 99 cents a month. You will get guided motivation that will inspire you to move with a soft tone with you in mind. You will also get information on new Pivot swag and information about The Speaker, which is our parent company. The Speaker is all about motivation and inspiration and increasing the value of women in the workforce. Subscribe to Pivot Podcast today. Well, here's the question. The struggles that you experienced, have they prepared you for the current job? (laughs) I I think so. So I will start from after graduation. So here I am, let's say about June 2021. So I just, I'm like a month out of graduation, a month of some change. And I'm looking at all of my you know, my classmates, everyone in my cohort. And there's like, oh my gosh, I got a job. And like, I'm moving here and I'm moving there. And I'm getting a lot of interviews, but I'm not getting any like, congratulations. And, you know, I'm getting a lot of, we regret to inform you, you know? Mm. And there's a lot of talk about um, postgraduate depression. And I feel like there should be more talk about it because it hit me really, really bad. I was sitting there and I'm looking with my cats because I moved back home with my parents and, I'm crying because I'm like, did I just spend this money on this degree just to not get a job? So that imposter syndrome really, really, really got me down. And that that is a battle that I really thought that I wasn't going to make it out of because it just, that, that was that comparison, you know, that we talked about. Then one day my mom walks in my room, God bless her, I love her so much. She walks in the room and throws my laptop at me and says, Rachel, get up and get a job. <laughs> it was like, yes, she did. <laughs> she did. She said, you have two degrees, someone will hire you. Right. It might not be in your field, but get up and get a job. <laughs> Good for mama. <laughs> and well, I mean, I got, <laughs> I got on my laptop because, you know, my mom told me to and on a whim. Um, a story for another day, but I had a friend who was living in Pittsburgh and she encouraged me to apply for a job out here and was like, you know, come stay with me, you know, like, you know, whatever. And, you know, I I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that weird transition between, you know, moving out for college and then moving out permanently and then having that new sense of freedom where you don't have to ask your parents to like for permission to do things. You can just do it. So here I am at 24, I think I was. Um, And I was like, mom, can I apply for this job in Pittsburgh? I was like, dad, can I apply for this job? They were like, what are you asking us for? You're an adult. And I said, (laughs) I said, you know what? Life's short, why not? You know, what do I have? Literally, what do I have to lose? 
and it was Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, I, it was a job that piqued my interest, but it wasn't really something that I studied for. So it was a recruitment position. This is not the position I have now. Um, it was an outreach and recruitment position. So I'd be doing, I'd be working with like marketing team. I would be kind of like networking um, recruitment for mentors and littles and et cetera. Um, and I went and I interviewed and they gave me the job and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm moving to Pittsburgh. Right. And then on my first day, before I even knew any of my coworkers, um, one of my, my supervisor at the time, she was like, hey, I know that you accepted this job, but we have another job that we think will be better. Um, same pay, you're just different title. It's working with middle schoolers at the time. Um, but it's like, it's um, fostering mentorship relationships. And I was like, um, okay. I mean, why not? It was my first day. I really didn't know what was going on. So sure. And right. then two days later, that same supervisor came to me and said, well, actually I gave it some thought and I think you would be better for this position based on your resume, your experiences. Um, we have a job, it was a program coordinator um, for Mentor 2.0, which is a post-secondary readiness program. So you pivoted like three times. <laughs> three times in one week. It was my first week. It was my first week and I had three different jobs. Um, and I, she was like, you know, you should really think about it. She was like, you know, the work is it's not going to be easy, but based on, you know, what you your resume, your experiences, the conversation we had during your interview, like this will probably be the most beneficial. And the way that she approached me about it, she said, you know, this is a stepping stone. You know, this is a this is a learning opportunity for you to kind of grow as a professional. And I thought about it. I called my mom, of course, and I said, Mom, like at the time I was like, this is I would rather just stay because I don't switch jobs twice now and I've only been here like four days. What's going on? And my mom was like, Well, which one is going to help you in the long run? Like, don't work in fear. Like, this could really be something. And I said, you know what? Okay. So that is how I ended up as a program coordinator for Mentor 2.0. I started with ninth grade. Um, my ninth graders are now 10th graders. And now I have a new class of ninth graders that I'm working with. So I have two different grades. Um, and so to kind of like briefly sum it up, our program is our goal for our students is for by the time they graduate we want them applied and accepted to their college of choice with right. the intent to go in the fall mm -hmm. um, but of course college is not for everyone so we do want them if they're not going to college that's fine we want them to have a plan for life after high school whether it's workforce military traveling the world you know whatever their heart desires yeah they, we want them to have a tangible plan for them to achieve it and while this isn't where I thought I would be graduating in 2021, I think this is exactly where I need to be because I learned so much. High schoolers are a trip. <laughs> they are insane. And I love it so much because they teach me so much about life. Like in conversations I'd never learned from a textbook. Like they check me on my privilege every day. One of those being, you know, if you're familiar at all with the Pittsburgh transit system over the last couple of years, it has not been very reliable for um, high school students or students okay. in general, really. And so, you know, a student who lives across town from the school that, you know, he attends that I work with, 
And so it takes him about 45 minutes to get to school every day because he has to catch the bus from one side of town to the other. They get on the T, which is like the subway, and they catch the T to the junction, which is like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's just the junction. <laughs> and from there, catch another bus to the school. And I was like, wow, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of my privilege because if I missed the bus, that my bus ride was only maybe 20 minutes to school. If I missed the bus, my dad took me. You know, and so it's like little things like that, that it's, you know, I'm learning. And, you know, I think this experience is teaching me more empathy and, you know, how to be aware of my own bias. And I think this is what I needed because, you know, like two years ago, I've had some character development. But two years ago, I definitely was living in more of like a egotistical mindset. Like I thought I knew it all. Right, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) <laughs> I'm learning lessons that I didn't realize that I needed to learn until now. And so that's why I say like, you know, I'm exactly where I needed I need to be. I need, I needed to experience the rejection from graduation because I needed to be humbled. You know, I needed to move to a new city, you know, because I needed to get away from things that made me comfortable. I needed to be challenged. Mm-hmm. I think I needed to move away from, you know, the student affairs room because one, to appreciate the experiences I did have while I was in school, but also because maybe I needed, it was a different generation of student that I needed to work with. Right. So that's where I am now. <laughs> well, and, and, and that, it, beautiful i think it's the work that is the patience and the kind of work that you're doing is necessary right our high schoolers middle schoolers but our high schoolers you know as you know i work on a college campus so understanding that if there is a rachel working with students in high school before they get to us in the college. You know, it, it's it's just that transition. It helps the students navigate this transition and prepares them for what's to come. And so a lot of times, you know, especially where we are, we have first generation students who, you know, they can't get the, um, you know, the parent that's gonna sit down and have that conversation with them to prepare them about college. They're learning themselves. Um, And so to have you in that position where you are having those conversations, interacting with students, engaging, um, teaching them, informing them, it's it's just wonderful. And I know that you're a breath of fresh air in their life. And so (laughs) that's a beautiful thing. You know, you said something that, you know, we've talked about before on Pivot, but a lot of times we move into a direction and we you know we kind of have our future set it's 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 kind of mapped out but the bottom line is there are times when you're going to make a a turn right and you're not where you thought you were going to be but you were you are right where you need to be and that's up like it's like this is not where i thought i was going to be but this is where you need to be and i think it has a lot to do with i always talk about that very thing that's on the inside of you. Today, I did a post about your superpower, right? That very thing that's on the inside of you that you have that helps to make other people's lives better, that helps you to make an impact on the lives of other people. And it's a superpower that we all have, you know? Um, You have a superpower, you have something inside of you. And I say superpower, I mean, I I get it, right? We know God is a superpower, okay? But he's, 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 he's it, right? He's, yeah. But what I'm saying is he puts something inside of all of us 
to be able to help others and to make a difference in the lives of other people. And what I have, like, I don't have what you have with someone else. You know what I mean? We all have something different. You know, talk a little bit, but talk a little bit about what you think your superpower is. What is that thing inside of you that helps you that you know that this is where I need to be? Um, I think for me, I think a superpower I have is the ability to be a forever learner. Mm. Um, I think definitely I needed to be humbled for sure. But once I reached that point of, you know, genuine humility, it, mm-hmm. it opened my eyes and it opened my mind to be able to learn. And so I think working, speaking for my job, <laughs> because, um, I think that helps me because these students have are surrounded by adults all day who do not listen to them. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because it's coming from a kid, you know, like they're just kind of like, whatever, you know, do your homework, you know? Right. Um, and I remember my dad used to make me feel that way. He'd be like, Rachel, you're 15. What do you know? But, you know, these kids, you know, they experience things and they learn things that when I was their age, oh my gosh, I sound like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> when I was you know? their age. <laughs> but when I was their age, <laughs> 26. So, but, you know, when I was their age, these are things that I'd never even. <laughs> conceptualized and that they're having full ideas and thoughts about mm-hmm. and so I listen to them because they might teach me something now sometimes they're wrong <laughs> and I have to be like that is not correct but sometimes they're right and I learned something new and I think it just it makes me better and I think it again opens my mind and so it it gives me the ability to treat every day like a new day because it's like all right what am I going to learn today right. what are these kids going to teach me today Um, I think overall, it just gives me a a different appreciation for life in general. Mm -hmm. You never know what you're going to learn today from anybody. I learned the other day that pigs can't look at the sky. Isn't that crazy? Pigs? Yes. Like (laughs) A student showed me a TikTok and I looked it up and it's true. But pigs, the way that their spine does the thing, like, you know how they're back, they cannot like look look at the sky. Like they can lay down and kind of peep, but they can't look up at the yeah. sky. <laughs> but also like that, you know, I thought of, I, so I sent out a weekly email to my mentors on my mentor list every every week. Okay. And I was thinking about that this morning because, you know, the, the TikTok, right? It was the, the pig was screaming and he was having a tantrum. His name is Bacon. I'd have a tantrum too. But <laughs> <laughs> he was screaming and then the handler picked up the pig and just shifted his view a little bit. Mm. So the pig could look at the sky and the pig just stopped screaming. And it was fine and he was just happy. And you know, I, which the TikTok itself is funny, it's silly, but it made me think because it's like how life just gets us and all we can do is scream, maybe internally, but you know, all we can do is scream. And sometimes we just have to take a moment and just look at the sky and breathe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just our view, that's good. Yeah, just change your view. Or like, you know, just it, appreciate the little things too. Like yeah. we look at the sky every day, you get mad at uh, looking at the sky, you know? Right. But that pig <laughs> on any given day cannot look up at the sky. And when he did, you know, he just calmed down. It's like, to not take things like that for granted, not everyone can look at the sky, so. I don't remember what my point was, but it was funny TikTok. Well, you made some good ones. And I think, you know, even shifting your view, when I think about um, 
a lot of times we can get really frustrated and focused on, you know, what's in front of us. And sometimes we really need to step back and shift the view um, and see things from a different lens. Or in your case, see things from the lens of the ones we're serving. Yeah. See things from their point of view. So, you know, when you think about it, someone out there who is struggling or, you know, just struggling with, you know, not sure what to do, or you, you get that rejection letter, um, what did you call it? Uh, I regret to inform you. <laughs> I regret to inform you. And sometimes it's not, you know, when we think about it, it's like we get all we get that all the time. I'm, I regret to inform you, but this is not happening. Right? Yeah. Um, what 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 two things would you tell someone out there who right now is listening and is probably in that same space that you were in prior to getting to Pittsburgh, you know, just really struggling a little bit that if it's not a post-graduation thing, sometimes it's a relationship thing, sometimes it's a misunderstanding thing, sometimes it's just going through internal changes, an age thing, insecurity thing. What would you tell someone who's struggling with that and just kind of pivoting, but they're sort of stuck? First, I would say it's probably not personal. I have to really step out of my own mind and these people that are interviewing me for this job, they do not know me. <laughs> they do not know me from a can of paint. And there were 20 of us that applied for that job and they only had one. And sometimes you're not the better option. That does not mean you're not a good option. That does not mean that they didn't want you there. That does not mean that you are not smart. You are not intelligent. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the path for you. And that's okay. It is not personal and it is not a reflection of who you are as a person or a professional. Mm, that's good. Yeah, I had to learn that. It's not it, it's not you, honey. <laughs> well, that's good. It's not you. <laughs> um and two, I had a friend tell me one time, um, you know, never let someone steal your joy who did not give it to you. But I would change that to say never let anyone steal your joy, period, whether they gave it to you or not. That might not be the path that was meant for you, and that's okay. But you were alive, you were healthy, you find a reason to be happy. So I, you know, was sad (laughs) for weeks and weeks because I wasn't getting a job, but I did try to make a point to be happy, especially after my mom threw that laptop at me. (laughs) I was, me and my mom, we used to go outside every morning and have, have a cup of coffee. And you know, little things that made me happy. I would go lay in the grass with my cats, made me happy, spend time with my parents and my grandmother, make me happy. Like it rejection is not the end of the world. Do not let it affect your world. Do not let a I regret to inform you, you know, ruin your joy because they first they didn't give it to you and two because when one door closes, another one opens. And if no doors are no doors are opening, find a window. <laughs> find a window and a crowbar. <laughs> good, good, good. Well listen. Yeah. <laughs> I totally appreciate it. I thank you so much for spending some time with us at Pivot. Um, you know, there's so much, especially now, there's so much change in the world. We are being exposed to, woo, we are having to make, exposed to a lot of different situations and circumstances and right. topics and social issues. Um so many images that we see on social media. I mean, we're our minds are constantly racing, but you know, there's there's something in being able to appreciate who you are, what you bring to the table, and understanding. Like, I love what you said. 
you know, don't take, I regret to inform you personally, right? If that door closes, another door opens. Um, stay true to who you are, right? Turn off the noise and stay true to who you are. And so I just thank you for the work you're doing with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And hopefully we can have some of those kids come to IUP. I'm just saying. One of them are. I wanted to tell you this. One of them are. She graduated this semester. She's so great. I cannot wait for her to go to IUP. I was like, okay, you need to talk to this person. You need to talk to that person. Make sure you go here. Make sure you connect with, I am on it. And believe me, because we have an options fair every year and I've sent them to the IUP table. I wear my IUP stuff every year. I said, go over there. Good. Talk to Sean. I, I got it. <laughs> thank you. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I want to thank you for joining us. Um, let's really think about um, where we're going, where we're heading. Many of us are in the midst of making some decisions. Life is changing for us. But the one thing that you can take out of this, out of so many good things that were said today, is to keep moving, right? Keep moving. Um, and not to take your rejection per rejection personally and to really hone in on what it is inside of you because if one door closes, another, another door will open. So thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening everyone and hey, have a beautiful rest of your day. If you enjoyed this episode of the Pivot Podcast, please share with your network and not only share, but go on Spotify or Apple Podcast and follow. Help me increase the Pivot family.